Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm your host, Andrew Lanza. Welcome to Buffs and Nerfs, presented by The Mind Refinery. This podcast will be hosted by myself and Sam Paul. Sam and I will explore the cultural significance of video games and examine their artistic merit and how it reflects the industry as a whole. So sit back and enjoy Buffs and Nerfs. And as always, a subscribe and positive rating on this or anything you've listened to would be greatly appreciated. All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's Buffs and Nerfs. I'm Andrew Lanza. We got with us Sam Hall. What's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going, everybody? I'm doing well. You? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, things are solid. I mean, I don't know. Not too much going on. Just, you know, work and watching stuff and playing stuff, really. I don't know. Hunkering down during these COVID times. Yeah, yeah. Getting colder. It's less of a, less of a chance to kind of bum around outside. So, yeah, I don't know. Just going to... I think, you know, go hermit mode, I think, for, for the next little while. But yeah, so our last episode, um, we talked about the genre of schluters, uh, shooter looters at large. Uh, not to beat a dead horse, but we are going to, um, seeing as there's a new big Destiny expansion coming out in a couple weeks' time. How many weeks we got now? Two I think weeks, like three, three weeks' time. Three, three weeks, weeks feels yeah, right. Three, yeah, I'm sure when this airs, that will be completely incorrect. But um, yeah, so we got a little Destiny coming up, so we're going to uh, beat that dead horse, and mm. we're going to do a little Destiny deep dive. We've been threatening to do this for a while, so I'm actually, I've, I've been excited to do this one. I mean, we, we, we've talked about it a lot, but here we are. I'm, 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 I'm excited to talk about, you know, essentially, it's, you know, other, like, you know, the franchise, like Metal Gear franchise, Pokemon franchise, like, I have a bunch of franchises I love, but, like, I'd be hard-pressed, like, Destiny might be my favorite franchise of all time. Really? Because you've definitely talked about Metal Gear a lot. So, but yeah, I could, I could see that. I could see that. Um, all right. But before we actually jump directly into Destiny, um, I know we talked a little bit about it, but uh, I've been seeing a lot of like Valhalla, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, people have been getting their hands on and playing it through. I've been taking a look at that. Um, lately. I know you're a little bit more of an Assassin's... Like, I'm a super casual Assassin's Creed fan. I've played, like, every third iteration or something. And, did you, did know, you play Black Flag? That was the best one. So I did. Far. I played I played a bunch of Black Flag. That was probably the best one I played. Absolutely. But as I said, very, very minimal amount of, of exposure. So what, what, what are your thoughts on the new Valhalla coming out? Are you... Are, is that, like, a day one purchase? Are you interested? What what's, what are your thoughts on that? Well, if it wasn't for Beyond Light and Cyberpunk coming out within, like, a week and a half of each other, uh, it would be a day one purchase. Goodbye, but, life. like... Yeah, oh, my God. Well, I mean, I never had one in the first place. I got what nothing life, to say goodbye actually. to. Everyone's on the train station platform waving goodbye their lives. I'm just sitting there, like, shining my pocket anyways that was good when you said train station platform i thought that was gonna get dark i was like okay where's this going everyone's running into like the nine and a half wall going to hogwarts meanwhile i'm just headed to fucking i don't know aldershot take that aldershot shots at aldershot (laughs) oh god anyways um yeah the uh i I really like what i see from it and i do enjoy the uh, assassin's creed games and i've got to be honest i want i i like the way they've gone more roleplay esque in the last uh, two iterations, Odyssey, and then uh, before that, Origins. Um, so yeah, so no, I'm looking forward to it. But I mean, like I said, I got Beyond Light coming out. I'm on a Division Two No Man's Sky thing right now. Uh, Cyberpunk in less than a month. It's it's not a day. It would be a day one purchase any other year, maybe. But this year, no. If like Destiny didn't get delayed, so they're probably like, "Fuck you, Destiny." Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I gotta say one thing is it comes out against um, 
some heavy competition, especially with Cyberpunk. I mean, Cyberpunk's the game right now, kind of like Pokemon Go back in the day, where like people who barely play video games or wear them are like, oh shit, man, I can't wait to check out the Cyberpunk. I'm like, you, you're into Cyberpunk? Yeah, that's like bubbling up into like the mainstream for sure. Exactly. Like so, um, but yeah, no, it looks really good. Uh, I love the setting, sort of uh, med- uh, Dark Ages, I guess, technically. England uh, before William the Conqueror in 1096, I think it was. That's right. I've read a book. And it, it yeah, no, it looks great. I looked at a bunch of stuff, but it's just like, oh, this is really good, but I'm going to buy this maybe like christmas time or early in the new year or something like that so not a day one purchase but definitely on my radar uh is it uh you interested in it i mean I've, i don't think we've really talked much about the assassin's creed franchise you and i um as like as i said as a very casual fan honestly i've been kind of seeing some stuff online here and there of, of uh you know some youtubers and stuff i follow that uh, have been playing it and honestly it i think it looks really cool um, I mean, there's still the classic, like, you gotta climb up on a fucking tower, and there's a 360... Yeah, that, that'll never go away. Sword. Like, that's just a trope, but it's just like, yeah, I feel like it, it, it looks different enough that it, like, catches my interest, while it's, you know, I mean, you can still tell it's, like, an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um, the combat looked at times really cool and fluid and then at other times super janky that's that's assassin's creed combat for you like in (laughs) one sentence it's like sometimes like oh this is amazing i'm dropping people and then the other time you're like wailing on somebody with a sword going (sighs) yeah but i don't know i i I think i'm gonna wait like as you said um you know cyberpunk and uh destiny are coming out so that those are definitely going to occupy my time heavily so like i'll probably wait for some reviews and if it's good like maybe wait for like a little price drop mm-hmm. or something like ubi ubisoft's notorious for doing like like nice little price drops like you know not soon after a game comes out but it's not like a you know a nintendo game that will like never go down in price it's like, actually it's funny you should mention that um like i was once again pricing a friend of mine she got a switch about a year ago and she doesn't have breath of the wild and i was like oh i'll get it for her birthday and i'm like okay it's been out for three fucking years or something no, they like that. literally never will go and down. i'm like oh it's still 74 bucks so i just picked up a copy off of a friend of mine who was done with nice. theirs it's terrible yeah it's like it, they will never go down like unless the only time they'll go down is if they become like the special i think they're like nintendo collection or something and then they'll drop in price but those are very rare and like very select titles it'll be like the big mario title and then like a couple other ones and it's just like okay fine but yeah notoriously like you can go pick up like mario kart 3ds and it'll still be like full price like 50 bucks or whatever um at walmart that's ridiculous that's nintendo they're like people are going to pay it and people will yeah um anyway um yeah so i guess that kind of brings us into our main topic of uh (laughs) destiny i mean god we're so good at these segues i know i know it's it's uh it's it's an ongoing theme here at bucks the nurse is our rock solid segues on also something that didn't have a rock solid beginning would be destiny oh Oh, dang well that was the podcast everybody uh this has been presented by mine we're fine no I got the biggest, dumbest grin on my face. Um, <laughs> so let's let's just like talk kind of like big picture here overall. Mm-hmm. Um, Destiny, we talked about shooters in the last episode or whenever that episode airs. I'm pretty sure it'll be the last one. Lo- looter shooters, it's essentially what? It's like a looter-driven shooter uh, with RPG elements in an, like in like a shared world. You're, you're sharing it with other mm-hmm. guardians. You're a, you're a guardian who's been awoken on earth 
uh, after society has collapsed and started to rebuild itself, there's a traveler. I don't know. The storyline is very convoluted and and tucked away in lore. At some point, we'll get into the destiny and their storylines. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll have fun. Yeah, yeah. Life is good. a uh, destiny content uh, creator who dives deep into lore and like you know deep storyline and stuff, and he's got a a sultry British baritone who uh, he's very easy to listen to. Would it be bad if they, I started sh- uh, shots fired across Bife's bow? Oh, okay. Uh, I gotta say, I watched his a uh, couple of his videos. They go into almost enough detail, but I always feel like it's sort of. It's like it's not quite the deep dive I'm looking for. Bice videos are great. I just I'm looking for someone who's like super super deep. I want like you know the super like granular detailed thing, or just give me a skim. Bife is somewhere in between, and I mean I got nothing against the guy. He's all right, you know. He helped me change a tire once, Uh, but like I I just gotta say like I I I want it even more granular. I want to sit there for four hours learning about like why the hive. There's, Don't only so, like there's also only so much they can go on. There, this dude's like pulling like little like sentences out of like random man. like. I mean, he's like pulling out like sentences of like weapon like uh, like ra- uh, random weapon fucking flavor text and shit. Like you know what I mean? This guy's mm-hmm. going as deep as he can go. There's only so much. I, I get that. I get that. I don't know. I was just uh, when I watched his videos, I was like, "Ooh, I want more than this." And honestly, the truth, the fault may not be with Bife. It may actually be with Destiny and their whole. We've got this super deep lore. Oh, okay, can I see the de- oh? What's behind your back? There's nothing behind your back. Where's where's the deep lore you promised? Oh, it's there. It's there. It's D Bray Institute. Uh, Anna Bray. Anna Bray. So yeah. So so what is it about? I mean, I guess you can say sh- looter shooters or shooters at large or destiny. I mean, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but what what is it about looter shooters that like and and especially specifically destiny that that really gets you going? Like, what well, what does it for you? Well, for me, Destiny is a great game because uh, I really like the sort of, first of all, just simply the pure mechanics, like the gunplay, the uh, the the combat is great. Like, it, it's really good. And it's one of the, that's, it's a game. That's to, it's top. That's the top. That's, yeah. that's the selling point. Like, uh, everything else, it's a good looking game. It's got a really great art design, both visually and also lore wise. Uh, like, some of the lore stuff is really interesting to read. It's such a shame that they don't, be more upfront about it like they always are just kind of hinting at it like you have to start like going on to ishtar collective and stuff to find an actual like oh oh some, this is some interesting well, stuff they like have the, the they ha- don't they have it in game can't you read it like uh the, they do but it's sort of it's like not organized well you have to like yeah, yeah. it's there's something about the way that they organize the lore tab and stuff like that in game where it's very like it's i wish you could just like click on a lore collection like the uh ultimate exegete or whatever the one was for Eris and just start reading it right away not have to click on each one individually like what it should be is that first one where it says hey you've collected everything should show everything and then it just has like lore missing if you haven't uh, between two entries or thing but but that's not here over the day um it's definitely the gameplay that gets me into destiny it's it's a lot of like the actual like physical act of running around shooting th- well physical as you are on a couch but uh it's the, the, it's, the movement the, 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 the yeah exactly energy. especially yeah. when you're playing as something like for me the hunter is a big jumping moving and it's 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 great it's just it's it, they do that mechanic the best and uh, yeah that's absolutely what it is yeah um like i i i mean we, we as i said we talked about it in the last episode so we'll just we'll kind of skim over it but it's just the, like you said like the the gunplay the movement everything about that game there's such good feedback like it's satisfying to get like headshots 
it's satisfying to like you know pop your super like everything is just very satisfying from a sound design from a visual design like every it's just a very Mm -hmm. um satisfying game like i'm a play i'm playing i've been playing um doom eternal recently which i've been loving but it's like that that shooting is very much like kind of like run and gun you're like you're like it's a very kind of like floaty kind of feeling while i feel like destiny there's more kind of um it's more like tactile almost it's almost you can kind of like feel your movement a little bit more i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining it correctly no i get what you're saying it has more of a solid kinetic feel to it but you are still a superpower being using yeah it really fulfills that power of fantasy for sure yeah and like like you said like the the visual style it's just kind of like it's like realistic but it also has this cartoony kind of look to it too so you don't get the uncanny valley i mean once in a while you get like an uncanny valley with like somebody's face I, it's it's funny you should actually bring that up i was gonna that was one of my notes for this was like their visual style is like just at the edge of uncanny valley but i've never really found them going like oh i wish uh, the only thing i find is that the, they're the drifter sometimes or like ikora sometimes eh. they got kind of like a weird look eh. in, their, in their eyes it's but, it's uh, fine it's never it's never bothered me no for sure and like you have a lot of like a lot of games even like triple a even bringing it back valhalla i was watching some valhalla gameplay and there were times where i'm like ooh, that's pretty like uncanny valley where you're looking at somebody's face and it's just like oh that's that's assassin's creed like they always yeah. kind of like they're going for photorealism, but they're not quite there, so they pull it back a bit, but they don't do go to like a desk extent of like, okay, this isn't the real world and we're not gonna try and be and it's always even when you have like settings jacked up to max, it's very like it's it's it, Assassin's Creed games when people are talking, you're never like, Ooh, these are real people. You're always like, No, I'm still playing a video game. Yeah, yeah, and like that's what's nice about Destiny is like it has that slight cartoonish edge to it mm-hmm. it's i don't even know if cartoonish is the word i guess it kind of I, is yeah I, 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 when you yeah. say cartoonish i feel like that's the right term i can't think of a better term i'm sure yeah. i'm sure some art people uh would be able to so if anyone from is listening from ocad give us a comment and let us know what the proper term is we're looking for shout out to ocad ocad um, for life oh <laughs> uh, but yeah so it's like they have that so that it, it eliminates it and and one thing that again i really really love about destiny is the destiny community um i played with a lot of randoms i've made some friends uh just you know the content creators um you know as i mentioned before there's toxicity in in every uh community and that of course exists in destiny i'm not going to say it's a perfect community but um for for the most part everybody that i've interacted with whether it be you know raid sherpas or random people on lfg or you know friends that i've played with uh, like it's just such a great game where you can you know put on your big boy pants and do a raid or like a fucking nightfall or whatever or you can just like kick back and do a couple strikes with the boys and just have some laughs you know what I mean so it's like uh, like that for me is a very social aspect to it that I that I really really enjoy like I really it's dead if you're gonna play destiny I cannot I cannot recommend the game more highly and if you play by yourself you will have a good time but the game really shines when you're able to play with friends for sure absolutely it's uh one of the things that keeps me going back to it is playing with friends such as you man you're the best hell yeah dude Don't so them hear the, you the, the initial the initial launch of destiny i mean it's 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 a well like jason schreier a couple years ago released um kind of like an expose on the development of destiny and it's pretty well known now but essentially so you have um bungie who had just released i believe so their last game that they were under contract with microsoft for was uh halo combat evolved Am I, I mean, sorry, not Combat Evolved, um, Halo, what's, what's, what's the, what was the, ODST? Uh, yes, no. thank you, uh, ODST, that was their last one they did for 
for Microsoft, I believe. I, that was a shot in the dark. I don't really know the Halo if, series. Uh, I played yeah. Halo, and that's about it. Yeah, I, right. I mean, I play. I never had an Xbox, so I've always played like the Halos at friends' houses and shit. So, but um, yeah, I mean, you you just knew who Bungie was. So Destiny was their first foray. That it's their first, you know, um, game that they. I mean, they they partnered a little bit with like PlayStation for some exclusives and shit. But it, it was um, yeah, it's it was published by Activision, and they had uh, yeah, so they had a rocky start where they you know essentially got this they were making a game and they had the story beats going for a game and about a year out from release they essentially completely rebooted the game and rebooted the storyline and then kind of retrofitted these missions and areas that they had already made over the past like three years or whatever they like retrofitted these missions and um areas and you know strikes and whatever into this new storyline and destiny releases and this thing is completely half-baked um you know the progression well, uh, I, I think half-baked is unfair i think it was more fair, like it was half-baked makes it sounds like parts of it weren't right it was more like half made if that makes any yeah. sense let me explain what i mean like it's kind of like it had the bare parts of the game. It had like the shooting down, right? It had sort of the patrols oh, and the, the open areas, yeah. like yeah. But it didn't have the stuff to sort of like one of the things I found in that game. And again, you'll find throughout this podcast this is a recurring complaint with me with the Destiny is the story wasn't there. The motivation for why I'm shooting a whole bunch of fallen or vex or whatever. Like at the end, it's like oh, Black Garden. I shot a bunch of giant mentors what i i don't think half-baked makes it sounds like they didn't put an effort they put in a lot of effort they just didn't have that was extreme it was extreme yeah if if, if a perfect game is 100 they were at like 60 percent. where it's like it's good but i remember playing it and going this is a lot of fun i love the grind for loot i love the shooting i love doing the patrols and i like crucible but it feels like there should be more to this and not in a oh it's coming down the pipe dlc way but in the like this base game feels light for what it was supposed to be. For sure, for sure. And like you could like you could see that all through the game. Like as you yeah. were playing it, like they they had so many giant areas like the Cosmodrome. Like the Cosmodrome in Destiny 1, like the original Cosmodrome on Earth was like in old Russia was just massive. And like you have nothing. You have like like three or four storyline missions there then you're whisked off to the next planet. And I remember thinking like, "Oh, I'll be back here." Like like there's a lot to do. And, like, you pretty much, other than some, like, DLC here and there and, like, some, like, extra missions and kind of, like, whatever and some strikes, like, you don't really go back to a lot of those Kind of forget areas. about it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for it to come back in uh, Beyond Light anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I remember at the time it was coming out and I remember I played the beta being like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Like, they had, like, the free beta or whatever. And I remember being like, yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. And then it dropped, and I just remember that, you know, it was kind of like, it was overwhelming, like, middling reviews. Everybody's like, yeah, the foundation's there, but it's not there yet. And I remember just being like, okay, like, this game sounds kind of cool. Maybe I'll pick it up eventually. And then I remember, I remember at the time I was living with uh, my buddy, and he picked it up. And I was like, okay, sweet. I don't have to buy this. I'll give this a try. And um, I remember pl I played it for, like, five minutes and i was just like yup th like this i get mm -hmm. this like I, I we talked about this in the last cast but it's just like i played you know borderlands played diablo i'm like i get this i get this um you know i i, I get the dna i get the fucking modus operandi of this uh of this game and it just it hooked me like within five minutes i was hooked i was hooked 
And then I remember I played through the storyline pretty much by myself. And by this point, um, I hadn't really played a lot of online games. Like I played on like I played online shooters and stuff against like randos. And I played like whatever games like Fat Princess or whatever, where you're kind of like, you know, you're playing online, but you're not playing with people. And I remember um, the first thing I did online essentially was with you was yep. the last black guarded mission you're like oh yeah I'll, I'll do that mission with you sure and i think i'd did, already done it at that point hadn't I? you had yeah, yeah you had already beaten the game a, a week or two before that if not more yeah and then i remember being like yo that was a sick mission like what's the next one and then you're like oh oh that's I, it i'm so sorry that's, <laughs> it's that's it's such a mission. weird ending it's like oh okay like it's not that you can't have a brief storyline like they had in destiny one and that does kind of make sense with this whole like okay this is going to be an ongoing thing so we're not going to give you like a massive campaign we're going to give you a little taste but i felt the story in the first like vanilla destiny was What's so time? like we don't have time to explain what is they don't this? have time to explain yeah like it's just it was so like oh that's it Okay. Yeah, it just ends, and like you really, yeah. there's no finale. Like we're finally now gonna go back to the stranger with Beyond Light, or is that what it's called? Dying Light? I think we keep calling it Beyond Light. What the hell is this fucking? It's called Beyond Light. How... Oh, okay. <laughs> you actually got it right, and you doubted yourself. <laughs> as soon as I said it, it sounded so wrong. Uh, but yeah, we're finally getting the stranger. No, trust me. Light. What you said was Beyond Right. Ooh. Yeah, you see what I did there? It was correct. Um, But yeah, and then essentially you had the game that was like in this weird state uh, after launch that honestly was probably saved by the raid. And the raid, uh, very first raid of Destiny history, Vault of Glass. Now this was something that had never been done before in a first person shooter. You had raids obviously in games like WoW. You know, you had kind of raid-like encounters i would say in diablo and you know whatever baldur's gate whatever but in a first person shooter like you maybe had a couple harder missions in borderlands with like some like light mechanics up for bosses and stuff but an essential like a six man what what was the word i'm looking for like uh collaborative you know you have to collaborate with like five other people to get through this Mm -hmm. raid now this as i said had never been done before and i mean it was just incredible I remember the first time I did it. I did it with, uh, I just went to LFG. This was now my first time really ever playing with randoms, like, over microphone. And, like, I was fucking having, like, a panic attack almost. Like, I was fucking having anxiety about this. Like, I'm going in with, like, all my blue gear. I think I had, like, a purple auto rifle and, like, the rest of my gear is blue. And I'm, like, going in, like, go on the LFG sites or whatever. I don't know if I did it off Reddit or whatever and found a group and we had a sherpa and this guy like took us through and man it was like i was how did you survive with blue gear in that like wasn't that calibrated for you have to be purple or nothing no no well we did regular mode i think you had to be like level 28 for regular mode oh okay Okay. and i was definitely level 28 i I don't really remember what the uh gating and leveling system was for raids back then yeah i definitely had like as i said it was like all blue gear because i remember like equipping like purple i remember getting the the trophy for equipping all purples because i got like all purple weapons because i think i got i got like the sniper uh pray to this pray to this revenge i believe was a sniper i got like um i got like the like the uh uh machine gun like yeah it was just it was just a blast and i was like holy shit and i liked the game before that but having done that first raid i was like i fucking love this game 
Mm. This game is unbelievable. Like that's what really, really sold me on on this amazing thing because you have all these encounters we have to work together and like now the first raid like the encounters are very like rudimentary and like they're if like when they bring back vault of glass they're gonna have to update it actually i I gotta say it had one thing that i one raid encounter i haven't seen exactly the same that i really liked was the uh gorgon i thought that was like a neat little mechanic where it's like you you purposely were not fighting when i did the raid the first time i was like oh Oh, this is interesting. This isn't a combat encounter. This isn't a, okay, shoot at this time and that time. It's like, oh, we have to purposely not shoot and hide and know a path and move. I, I thought it was interesting for that. Sort of. yeah. But I haven't, has any of the raids since done anything really? I mean, I guess the dogs in, uh, in a uh, way, yeah, Leviathan? Dogs. Yeah, but like a a, it, it was interesting to have a part where it was like explicitly there's no combat here you're supposed to avoid combat you're supposed to like oh you know what is actually a good example of a similar sort of thing even though it's very different is the um scourge of the past uh, the sparrow section this one section where it's like okay destiny's a combat thing but here do something that's you can do in the game but is not normally associated with uh also yes content. uh um Wrath of the Machine, the Siege Engine. I mean, there was a lot of combat. Yeah, but you're, in that. you're still fighting in that sort yeah. of thing. I was actually thought about that. But it's like, no, it's but you're still fighting in. But yeah, but yeah no, uh, the Vault of Glass was great. I remember, I think you took me through with some randoms the first time I did it. And it was, because uh, I, I dropped off Destiny for about a month when um, Inquisition came out, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. So I remember that distinctly being like, oh, yeah, this is great. Oh, oh Dragon Age, bye. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, that's because I, I like that was one thing too, is like, you and I knew each other at work and like we were friendly like like we were just like you know work work buds and really then, I was trying to give you the cold shoulder that didn't come across did not work we're here Oof. today you gotta try harder I'm like a fucking virus <laughs> not cool right now man that's that's not cool that's not cool my, just v, my v my v Kyle edit that out but no don't actually um yeah so like and you're like, hey, man, like, you should try this game, Destiny. Like, you need to check it out. And I was like, all right, maybe. I don't know. And then, as I said, my roommate got it. And I'm like, yeah. So, like, you took a little break. And I remember I was, like, plowing through it, like, doing the strikes, getting in exotics, yada, yada, yada. And then you took a break. But then we kind of came back um, dark below. Now, I want to uh, – originally, at, at, in one of our first podcasts – I talked shit about the Taken King, and I meant to be talking shit about Dark Below. And the whole time I'm like, yeah, Taken King, there's a lack of content, blah, blah, blah. The whole time I meant Dark Below. So, for the... I, I want you to do, like, a shamed Republican senator apology to the Destiny community. Like, yeah, are I'm going to do, like, a YouTube the... apology where I'm going to, like, like stand there. It's going to have, like, it's like a black and white, just camera on me. I'm going to be crying. I've made some mistakes. I'm not happy. I'm not proud. Leave Oryx alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so anyway, yeah. So then there was whatever Dark Below, and then there was House of Wolves. That's House kinda... of Wolves I liked because it... Sorry, can I interrupt no, for no, a thing uh, here? Please, I've been yammering. It introduced something that I wanted, which was... I, I mean, I liked the raid, and the raids were fine, but they're sort of big, long, okay, we're going to be doing this mechanic, everybody's got to be on point mechanic. I wanted something sort of halfway between that and just running patrols and strikes, and... House of Wolves introduced the Prison of Elders, which was Dismantle their mind. Minds, yes. yes. <laughs> or die. Oh, Varix, you're back, and 
Did you see the new trailer? Cool. Yeah, actually, I just watched it today. Yeah, no, it's... Oh, uh, spoilers for the new trailer. Oh, looks like our boy Varix might be dead. I gotta say, though, all right, can, we're gonna have to do some speculating at some point, because I noticed something in that trailer, and in all the Destiny content so far. Um, yeah, we, that, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Beyond Light. We'll make it quick. So, point, basically, yeah. I re- what I liked about House of Wolves... Sorry, I got off topic there. No, was no, 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 um, I, I dismantled mine to you. That is that, true. That's my fault. God, I really wish I'd been there with that cold shoulder. Anyways, the horse, house of the horse of wolves, um, <laughs> with uh, the prison of elders, it introduced this thing where you could kind of jump in with a friend or two, do it. You did still have to uh, LFG to get a fire team for that if you didn't have three people, but um, but I like that. I, I think one of Destiny's best things that they've started focusing on doing more and more with every iteration, and especially in Destiny Two and Beyond, is the whole. Here's this little side thing you can do. You can kind of jump in, do, and jump out. Like uh, Court yeah, of Oryx. Yeah, like a little horde mode. A little yeah. horde mode type uh, thing. What was the one in um, uh, Rise of Iron? Rise of Iron had that one where you had to bring like a certain thing to turn on the machine. Oh, and it would start... Oh, oh, fucking the tokens. The Forge? Forge? No, Forge is in Destiny 2. I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. Anyways, it's in that, that thing. one area, and like, yeah, the like it's off the side. Horrible. You go in, yeah, and it was, and you kept going in and out, hoping to find people. Um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But then there's like things like uh, Blind Well, Menagerie, which is getting a little bit more involved with Menagerie. Fine, but Blind Well, I find is sort of I like the thing of like, hey, I can just jump in and do some Escalation stuff. All right, protocol. I'm done. Yeah. Escalation protocol, good call, of course, good protocol. Uh, and it was like that to me is my. I'm not gonna say my favorite part about destiny because destiny is one of these things where it's like i don't really have one favorite part i just enjoy the game but that is definitely a highlight for me is are the modes of kind of like less than a raid but you got to be a little bit more on the ball than yeah. just doing like a strike or patrols kind of thing so yeah uh by the way i googled it while you were talking archon's mm. forge archon's forge so it was forge right yeah yeah that's why you were right you were on the long mm-hmm. right track um but yeah as far as um oh i was gonna touch on what what did you just bring up I just brought up House of Wolves. Uh, I guess we're on. Oh, the um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. The um, uh, what, what, what the hell is what was the horde mode called in in House of Wolves? I'm all discombobulated now. Oh my goodness. Uh, Prison of Elders. Prison of Elders. Thank you. I remember uh doing that, and I honestly one of the hardest mm-hmm. things I've ever done in a video game, and one of the proudest moments in my gaming history, where you, me, and Schmail? I don't know. He was like, he was either from Austria or Germany. You I said Germany. Tell. I felt Austria. Who knows? He was super nice. And like you, him and I spent like, I, like honestly, how long? Like how many hours? At oh, that was like four or five hours. I feel yeah. like it, it was a chunk of time on it that final about, boss. It took about an hour to get to Skolos, which was, first of all, just punishingly hard. Yeah. We got to Skolos and then, yeah, you, you, uh, all three of us spent like three hours finally and then we finally took him down and Oof. seeing that like achievement pop up on the screen was like the best fucking rush of it like happiness of fucking that dopamine hit was just through the roof that was probably one of the hardest things i've done in video games we like that was trying. that was a, that was hard and it felt hard and Really and we still kind of cheesed way, it but, um, because we still kind of cheesed it by doing the let let my I would let myself die and then self res. 
And just yeah, like, but you know what? That's it's, it's a strat. It's a strat. It's a strat. Like if we didn't have, if you had been a Titan, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So like it's it's like that's a specific thing. Like if you have a warlock who has that build and stuff like that. That's the thing. That's it's like fine. I'm sacrificing I think, I my super. Yeah. I'm sacrificing my super so I can do. I that. don't think that's a cheese. It's not like oh, uh, if you. It's cheat. not a cheese. It's not a cheese. You're right. Yeah, but it's a little. You know. No. We definitely like played around the mechanics. Like we still did it, but it was just like mm-hmm. okay, I'm just gonna stay here. So I can dismantle this last mine. And like that, those, the noise of like the mines, like those like dongs of the, the, the mines spawning in, like still give me PTSD. You go back to oh my God. in that one strike in D2 and you have to do it like a very rudimentary version of the dismantling mines. And it's like, yeah, still gives me PTSD. Well, that noise, like that dong was so long. It was just the worst long dong action. It was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably edit this out that's a new joke between no, me and Lance <laughs> no not staying in um anyway holy shit I meant to really just gloss over yeah um, we're at 30 something minutes and I we know, haven't even I gotten to Taken King Let's, I know uh... I meant to just gloss over fucking um Dark Below and Rise of Iron I mean not Rise of Iron and House of Wolves but anyway so that brings us finally <laughs> to Taken King which essentially quote saved Destiny again like they changed a lot of the systems of the game. They changed mm. the progression system with infusion. They had they had like light level that wasn't tied specifically to like gear. Um, you know, you didn't have this forever twenty nine thing where people were like waiting for the helmet to drop in hard mode raid. So they were forever level twenty nine could never hit level thirty, which was a giant jump. Level twenty nine to level thirty was a giant jump. But like light level, you know, I'm making up numbers here, three hundred to light level three hundred five wasn't a huge jump so they like mitigated a lot of that kind of um you know uh ner- not nerfing people but like holding people back just waiting on one specific item which i mean it still happened but it wasn't as impactful um you had an ins- like an incredible storyline with the campaign um you're fighting a big bad throughout you're fighting oryx who you killed at the end of um the the uh, dark below the final raid boss is uh crota you kill Crota in the raid of of uh, Dark nope. Below. Nope. Final raid boss is Oryx. Crota was back no, in Dark in... Below. In Dark Below. Oh, sorry. I thought you were still talking about Taken King. No, no, I'm no, like, no, why is he saying? I know. I know. All right. Now uh, I look dumb. No, it's fine. We both look dumb together. Uh, so yeah. So you kill Crota, and then Oryx is Crota's dad. He's not too happy about that. He wants his revenge, and then you have to fight Oryx, who is son of or is the uh, father of uh, Crota, who you just killed. Which, by um, the way, is the entirety of the storyline of Taken King. It's not. It's 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 fun to play, but I I might kind of wince a bit at saying it was a good story. It was like no, it was a revenge story. It was fine. Okay, fine for Destiny, it was a good story. You're right. You had some, like a lot of memorable. Uh, you had some good memorable moments. You had you know the Dreadnought, which was an incredible. Dreadnought story. was a great environment. Yeah, incredible environment. It was like Oryx's giant ass ship that you went on it was massive it was full of secrets you had uh then finally it culminated in uh the king's fall raid where you finally take down you go to the shadow realm and fight oryx and you take him down we have a little bit of differing opinions on this i think i still think i think last wish might be better overall but i still think that king's fall is my favorite raid i I, I mean, I, I definitely needled you about it, calling it bad content. But no, it, I, I again, I, I've, I've, I, we've talked about this, so I'll explain to the viewers. Now, you see, King's Fall is a great raid. It's a lot of fun, and when you finally kill orcs, it feels great. But it it's just 
like one too many uh encounters and for me it's daughters like you get to the throne room and then you have to go through this little thing and then you can fight orcs it should have been like you get to the throne room orcs appears bam it's on like donkey kong it's just such a daughters i mean and i understand that every encounter kind of introduces a mechanic or sort of hints mm -hmm. at something how you're going to play later and daughters does that as well but i remember every time i did the raid whether it was with you with friends like i mean i don't think i ever did the raid without you but um whether it was a bunch of friends or strangers or whatever by the time i get to daughters i was always like I kind of want this to be over. Oh, and then there's the. I didn't mind the big boss fight at the end, but the fact that you had this little thing beforehand just felt like uh, you're stalling. Let's let's get to the uh, oryx. So, but that's just yeah. my opinion. But it's still great. It's a lot of fun. It's 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 a good raid. Highly recommended. I I definitely agree with you. Like the thing is, it's like sometimes I would do the raid. Like I would do King's Fall, and we would like one shot everything, and it would take like an hour and six minutes, and I'd be like, damn, like that took too. That was too quick. Like, I'd be sad. But I, I, I do know what you mean. There'd be times where it's like you've slogged through the whole raid. You've killed fucking War Priest. You've, you, you know, you did Totems first. You did War Priest. You did Golgoroth. You did the Dick Wall. You did, you know, you got all the secret chests. You jump up that giant spire. You're at the throne room. And then you still have to fight Daughters. Which Daughters is like you have to fight these two enemies, these, these two bosses that introduce a mechanic for the final boss. It's, still, it's not even particularly hard fight. It's just kind of like... It feels no. like a stumble before you get to the final It's also bat. a DPS check, I feel like, too. It's like to teach the mechanics, and it's a DPS check. Yeah, I think, though, they could have done that with... Uh, it's not Golgoroth. Is it Golgoroth that's before Daughters? Yeah, Golgoroth. Or is it Totems? Is it no, Golgoroth? No, yeah, I feel like Golgoroth, Golgoroth could have been the DPS check, and Daughters didn't need to happen. But, again, that's a minor quibble for what is arguably the third best raid of Destiny 1. That's right. Wow. Hot take. But uh, yeah, I really like that. That had a lot of secrets. Like you had the weapon that you got from the raid that once you, you like, um, once you beat the raid. So first of all, actually I want to touch on being able, like when Oryx spawns in, he spawns in and he's this like massive fucking demon dude. Like he's like, you only see half of him. Like, ha like his legs are underneath the map. Like this guy's massive. He's got giant wings and he's like such a cool boss. It's, it's a really cool boss fight, but it doesn't leave any what are you laughing at he's not wearing pants <laughs> well I'm, I'm assuming he's not he might have like a loincloth at best no i just suddenly pictured my head i don't know why i never thought of this so there you are you're going through all the steps like you're doing Golgoroth, you just did toes whatever meanwhile oryx is hanging out just underneath his throne on the side of his ship going oh he's just be here any second oh oh they're at daughters okay okay not yet not yet not yet Okay, they kill. Okay, they kill my daughters. Okay, now rah! he's just like this. I just picture this giant dreadnought with Oryx just kind of clamped on the side, you know, kind of like a Garfield suction cup on a window. He's I don't around. know. He's, yeah, he's got a book to read, probably or something. He do be vibing though. <laughs> but yeah, I, I talked about another podcast. Uh, how I was playing. I'm not gonna go into it again. I can't remember which one it was. It definitely wasn't the Schluter one, but how I was doing Oryx for the first time trying to beat him, and it was my anniversary, and I was a giant piece oh, of Oh, yeah. So I won't go into that, but yeah, anyway, so excellent, excellent raid. And then you we moved into Rise of Iron. I'm going to, we'll, we'll, we'll go over this quick, but Rise of Iron had, you know, it just really improved upon everything again. It just really refined everything. You had another great raid, if not really showing the limitations of that, of, of hardware, of uh, you know from la from last gen sorry from um you know it was on ps4 but still it was just like like the destiny one it was it was really showing the the struggle of the was, hardware was destiny on the ps3 yes but it was it, like ps3 ps4 was the issue right and then rise of iron came out and it was 
that PS4, was four. Yeah. Yeah. It, it let go. It let go of the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Rise of Iron. But yeah, so great raid, Wrath of the Machine. Tons of fun. Amazing boss. Honestly, one of the most fun, high paced. Like I really like Wrath of the Machine. It's my second favorite. Yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. So that kind of led us like everybody's on this high of like Destiny is the best it's ever been. You know, Destiny Two has been announced. We're finally getting into Destiny Two. Forty minutes into the podcast, would you say that at this point Destiny was the best Destiny? It was. It was the the Bestiny, and it was yeah. It was just in a really. I'm good the first spot. person to ever make that joke. Yeah, I mean, because it's no, it's never been the Bestiny. Like I love it, despite it's all its flaws. So Destiny's in this really, really good spot in you know the 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 player's mind. It's you know it's essentially perfect. There's some like special. There's still in Destiny one like if if the special ammo economy was tweaked for PvP, it would essentially be a damn near perfect game. As far as Destiny goes, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying generally. So you have Destiny 2 announced where, you know, they kind of changed some things. You know, they now it's a double primary. You have two primary weapons and then snipers and shotguns and fusion rifles are now relegated to your heavy slot. So people thought, okay, you know, that might help the special ammo economy. So that's kind of a thing that's being teased. Everybody's, you know, watching the releases, the, the announcements, etc. And everybody's getting super hyped. And Destiny 2 launches... And it's the same fucking story as Destiny 1. Like, I'm not going to say half-baked this time, Sam, but, like... How is it the same story? Well, they everything that they learned from Destiny 1... Oh, sorry, I thought you meant, like, literally the story. I'm like, Gaul is the Black Garden? What? Same narrative, (laughs) same storyline. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, absolutely. So the same, like, different story. Like, the story was better. Like, the story of, like, you have Gaul coming in. We not Gaul. Well, yeah, Do- Gaul, yeah, Gaul coming in. Dominus Gaul. Yeah, and, I mean, spoilers for Destiny 2. If you don't want spoilers for Destiny 2, stop listening. He kills the speaker. Like, um, you know, yada, or yada, yada. does he? I mean, he hasn't been back He yet. does, like, he does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I feel like said. they can't afford Bill Nye, so <laughs> I feel like he's gone. So you have Destiny launch, Destiny 2 launch. It's actually pretty generally well received because the initial campaign is pretty good it's like you know you you play through the campaign it's pretty it was good. fun it takes, i remember more you... about that campaign than i do about the campaigns in destiny one yeah exactly and it's kind of like this this solid storyline but then you, then you get to the end and you kill the boss like the final boss is just so easy there's like you have to like stand on a plate or something to like make him not immune anymore or well it was like ends. um i think there were like pools of light where you get uh you're super constantly recharged so i remember i remember going like oh i yeah. have my super a lot more and it's been a while since i've played the main campaign but that, that last boss fight was certainly not as tough as it could have been i f- think actually in a weird way destiny one's black garden boss fight was tougher oh for sure tougher you had all those yeah. ads you had those bosses you had to yeah. three bosses in a row i'm not gonna say it was a well-made or a you know good ending to a video game but it was definitely a better overall mechanically fun and challenging boss fight for sure absolutely well not mechanically because it wasn't really mechanics it was, it just, was just shoot and survive yeah. but yeah no it was definitely more like Combat i remember the, the the final gall fight i don't did I do it with you? I feel like we did it together the first we time. Might have. I also feel like I might have done it alone, but it's man, that's like three. But either way, I remember doing it in one shot, never being like dying oh, once. Yeah. Even though when we did a uh, Black Garden together, I know we wiped a couple times before getting it. So yeah, 
Also, yeah, I remember you were a little bit uh, over-leveled true, in, true. In, when you helped me out with Black Rock. No, but the... Uh, oh, yeah, but even then, but what I'm saying is, like, even though I was over-leveled when we did it, I know we died a couple times because they just oh, got yeah, swarmed yeah, by yeah. ads. In the Gaul final Gaul fight, when I... F- my, I can't remember if you were with me when I first did it, but I remember just doing it. Like, never wiping and never going, like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm going to be on my back. It's yeah, just that's like, like oh, the whole oh. vanilla campaign. Like, it's not true. hard. So, and so you had a lot of things wrong, like, as I said, with Destiny 2, where it's, like, the movement speed, like, everything was just slowed down. The time to kill in PvP uh, slowed down, so it took more shots to kill somebody in PvP. So you had this, like, in Destiny 1, you had this fast-paced action where you would move around quickly, you would kill quickly. Destiny 2, you move slower, you kill slower. Also... Sorry, sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. go ahead, go ahead. Wasn't it also initially four v four in Destiny? 2? Yes, good point I, too. And right that about slowed that? down incredibly too. Yeah, so, Dest- good, very good point. I completely forgot about that. It was six v six for a controller. Your general play modes in Destiny one, but Destiny two was four v four. Great point. Which really slowed down the action. Yeah, as well. it, it definitely made it like yeah. I, it just I, became I, a. I just like you just sat in the back with might a multi tool, a scout rifle, and just like plinked away at people down fucking sight lines. Like that's all the yeah. game was. So, and then also, the, so my biggest thing is, like, I love Destiny 1. I liked to play it as a hobby. Like, I like, you know, to play other games that, you know, I pick it up, I play it for as long as I want, and then I put it down, move to the next one. But Destiny, I enjoy playing as a hobby. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Yeah. Um, it's a world you can kind of revisit. And Destiny 2, really, right from the onset, made it, a, like, a one-and-done game. You picked it yeah. up once for the week. You did your weekly shit in, like, you know, one sitting, maybe stretch it out to two. And you were done for the week. There's literally nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, you never that... had. Um, sorry, one thing I'm surprised you haven't touched on yet, and maybe you're getting to this, and I apologize if I'm interrupting you. Such a Canadian podcast. Um, is the whole fact that the roles weren't random. It's like, oh, I got the Valcadian, oh, yes. and it's exactly like everyone else's Valcadian, and there's no. I'm like, oh, well, I've got this Same gun, and I'm not. Too. Yeah, I'm not going to look for, ooh, you know what, this has outlaw, but I don't like the secondary parts. Like, no, this is how this gun is going to be. Oh, I like it. I don't like it. It's gone. Keep it, whatever, you know. Exactly. And, like, that's the end game of Destiny, essentially, is, like, you just, yeah. you're, you like said gun, whatever. You like gnawing hunger currently. It's like you're going to grind out a bunch, like, as many gnawing hungers as you can until you get to that perfect role or damn near as perfect as you can get it with, you know, you want your fucking whatever roles you want, like, feeding frenzy well you can't get feeding frenzy on gnawing hunger <laughs> but yeah you want nerd uh, yeah you just but um it. all schluters are like that and they exactly. should be like that it was strange that this one just right off the bat was like the one thing that keeps a schluter going after you've done essentially the base content and now you're in the end game the repetitive end game is like oh i'm trying to get a slightly better this or i want a different role on that and they just took that away and it was very it was a weird decision after yeah, a month i think with- we were done with the game yeah, same with armor as well. And it was like, like you're not looking, you get one piece of armor, you get one gun, it's never changing. It's yeah. fixed and static rules. You don't get any different perks. The defense is the same, This the what, whatever you want to call it, the gun barrels, the fucking perks on it, everything's the same. You pick up one better, de- like what did Luke Smith say? You pick up one better devil. It's like, how are they going to make that, like the every subsequent better devil's better? They never did until they took that away um so as you said yeah better we devils done. more like same devils yeah more like adequate devils Oof. <laughs> take that shacks take that luke smith um i'm kidding um so, sorry luke smith 
Uh, <laughs> there goes our Bungie sponsorship. We were gonna we were gonna be getting invited to the next thing. They were gonna be like, oh yeah, you know, next year's expansion with uh, Johnny Pants and Savathun is still coming. We'll be like, yeah, we, we want you guys there. Thanks, Andrew. Now we're gone. So yeah, so you had you had all these issues with Destiny Two and we bounced off of it i was kind of like mm. i bounced off and i remember what was uh curse of osiris was coming out and i was kind of interested in curse of osiris and i'd be like eh, i'm not gonna buy it yet though because then we got heavily that's when division one was the best i think that was 1.8 wasn't it yeah that was when they released the docks or whatever west side docks or whatever the hell yeah. it was called and it was just nuttily oh, fun so good that's what oh literally... so good that's literally when Division 1 was the best. That patch, and, like, maybe, like, slightly before that, and then, like, slightly after that. That's when we were just heavily into Division. So, fucking Curse of, Curse of Osiris drops, and it's another, you know, Dark Below, like, you know, very minuscule content drop. And I remember just being, like, I remember just hearing, like, the Destiny community, like, reject it. I'm like, fuck, why am I going to spend, like, I don't care about this game anymore. I'm not going to spend $20 or $30 or whatever it was for Curse of Osiris for this minuscule content drop that I don't even even give a shit when I can play Division 1, which I paid for like two years ago or whatever it was at that point. That's maybe exaggerating a little bit. But, you know, I'd already paid for Division 1. We were having an absolute blast on it. They just mm -hmm. added a bunch of new content. I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm into Division 1. Like, I'm not going to touch Destiny 2. And then you and I took a big old break from it. Um well, yeah, I took a shorter break than you because I, yeah, I you, remember. I, I was going to say you, yeah. Explain your your. Um, okay, so a year after uh, Destiny Two was released, I think it was like one year to the day, um, they dropped Destiny on PC, and now I am more pr leaned more towards PC gaming than console gaming. But that's I'm certainly not a snob by uh, at any rate. Um, so I remember we were talking. I'm like. What do you think? It's on PC now, and you had a PC at this time. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe we should get it. And I'm like, okay, I'll buy it. I'll see what it's like. It's good. I bought it. And then, like, literally two weeks later, they're like, it's going free to play. Fucking and like, and I bought the expansions, and then those got released for free. But um, even still, like, I got back into it for a bit. But uh, this was when Forsaken dropped, and like, I think I didn't even complete the. I got to basically the Dreaming City, and then kind of faded off of it again. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So then yeah. it was a little while, like another year before we played again. Well, I wouldn't say a year. I'd say maybe a little bit less. But I remember, um, I remember you jumping back on it, and like this, you got on post Forsaken, right? It yeah. was with Forsaken basically dropped, and I either got on just before or just after. I think I got on just before I knew it was coming out or something like that. Yeah. So I remember in like I still subscribe to the Destiny uh subreddit and stuff so I ha I like had it pop up on my feed and I get like just from the headlines of the stuff that pops up in my feed I would click very randomly but like just from like the titles of posts and stuff I can you know generally gauge the community's attitude towards the game at any given time you know what I mean mm -hmm. so around the time of Forsa with Forsaken drops and like I could just tell you know, they reintroduced the, like, the, a lot of good stuff had been done. They reintroduced the random rolls uh, to weapons. So you had that end game of chasing, you know, the weapon rolls that you really, really want. They, um, you know, had two incredible spaces. They revamped things so that, you know, you didn't play just once a week. They had stuff to do. They had an excellent, excellent uh, raid in Last, ra Last Wish. Good storyline, by the way. I know, I know I've shat line. on and thing, but I was actually like, oh, we're re uh, spoilers for Forsaken. 
revenge and Cade's death. I'm like, yes, this I understand. I have a personal connection with this. My character under is a motivation. And they yeah. were fun. Like I remember fighting all the barons and then going to the Dreaming City and stuff. It was great. Yeah. And like I'll never experience like like having the Dreaming City be a surprise. Like that's like a huge um surprise for the Destiny community. And we haven't even talked about all like the history. Ooh. We haven't talked about all like the, the, the special missions and stuff in Destiny. Like you have Whisper of the Worm mm-hmm. in Destiny Two. You have what what was it? Uh Black Hammer and Black Spindle in Destiny, in Destiny one yeah, yeah that was the one where you had to go like to hang a left during a strike or something like that yeah 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 then you go on to the catch and then you have to fight that boss um you have the outbreak prime quest in destiny 2 and like these are all secret like i can't explain to people how like nowadays this stuff gets data mined so easily that no- almost nothing is a secret anymore and having these missions in the game that are triggered so randomly like you have to do it at like random times or whatever and they're triggered so randomly that people just find them. And they're like, hey, I got this, like, random exotic by doing this, like, random thing. Like, you had, though, like, the Whisper mission. Um, you needed to have, like, the special public event. And then you needed to kill that, like, little mini boss. Then you had to go into, like, the lot. Like, you had to go into, like, a little portal. And then you have this crazy platforming area. And then a comeback part at the end. And these are just, mm-hmm. these things are hidden and just so well done. And then there's like secrets within the secrets where you have to like unlock these hidden chests and stuff within the missions. And they're just so well done. We still got to do Whisper one final time though to get this ship. Yeah, I, I just got to say one thing I love that Bungie does that I hate that Bungie does is the way they make these awesome, really cool environments like that, Ruin Tower and Outbreak Prime, and then they hide them. I mean, I get it. They, they want it to be a special reward thing, but I'm, I'm always like, oh, I wish I wish this would... I, I had more reasons to come back here like for whisper everything other than to just simply work on a catalyst i don't know well i mean we've been there back we like once we do whisper one last time like we've done it yeah but i mean like now. outbreak prime the only reason to go back is to work on the catalyst and i mean outbreak prime is a fine gun i just I, there's something about pulse rifles i don't really think they're in a place i love right now same with scout yeah, rifles it has but... insane dps if everybody on your team uses that you can like boss dps and like fucking melt with like the nanite anyway what, what i got so that was, that was forsaken missions. and then there was the year with um so, uh, yeah, okay, so so they just improved a lot of things and yeah i was still off the game and you were like oh you know you should come back you should come back so finally i biked oh and then at the during around this time you have the game as you said you mentioned it goes free to play Bungie splits from Activision. I believe I had already been back on the game once they split from Activision. So they split from Activision. So now Destiny is essentially a self-published game by Bungie. They are developers and publishers of Destiny. It's their own IP. And they're losing like Vicarious Visions and like a, another studio. I can't remember the other studio's name. Um, they left with Activision. So they don't have that support. But now they you know, essentially are in control of their own game. There's less manpower, obviously with COVID, there's been delays, etc. But it goes free to play and I believe I came back a little bit before and with all the improvements, it was the game it was pretty much the game that I remembered it being at the end of Destiny One, essentially close to right. with when they finally brought back Armor two point in Shadow Keep that's when I finally was like, all right, this is the game I remember. Like, I can chase those rules. I can make my guy. I can really get into the, not the minutia, like, not, like, the detail that Division goes into or, like, a traditional RPG goes mm-hmm. into, but I can focus more on building. Well, the addition of, like, mod slots and things like that, and, like, it just sort of 
by the time it came around to Shadowkeep, the game definitely had lent enough into its RPG elements that I was like, oh, okay, I'm into this. Even though Shadowkeep itself was a fine DLC, but definitely not... Yeah, it's not top tier, unfortunately. It's not like a Forsaken or a Taken King by any stretch. Yeah, and it just pains me, though, that... Okay, so first of all, like, it does... Like, I do have a bit of the FOMO from, like, experiencing Last Wish... Bl- I mean, like, I, I played it relatively blind when I played it, but, like, I didn't know all the beats and everything, but having, like, Dreaming City be, like, all those, like, secrets, like, I miss that as a community, like, going through that stuff, but I just wish that the place that Destiny would, like, it was in such a good place at the end of Destiny 1. I understand, like, the live team was taking care of Destiny 1, and you had the main team working on Destiny 2, and I think they were kind of, like, on two different paths, like, Destiny 1 team was doing one thing, Destiny 2 team was kind of picking up literally where vanilla Destiny 1 left off, at least that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. So it pains me that it's like they didn't learn these lessons for Destiny 2. If they just kept some of the, like, the easy, easy things in Destiny 2, like random weapon rolls, like you said, kept that speed up, kept the ability... Oh, and that was another thing, too. They nerfed ability recharge rate and, like, your... Yeah, um, super used to take so long. Supers, exactly. Monetization up the roof, uh, like, through the roof. All the fucking best shit was only available in the Eververse, which is, like, the pay store. They, like, put everything behind a paywall, which... They still do to an extent, but at least I, it's better. I'm going to actually say one thing in, in, that I disagree with you on here. I've never really felt the pressure of, ooh, I got to buy stuff from Eververse. It's always like, I go to Eververse, drop off an emblem, I'm like, oh, need a ship. Or, oh, hey, here's some bright dust. Uh, yeah, I can afford these this pant cosmetic. Like, I, I, I never really feel that Bungie is pressing hard on that. And when people say they, like, oh, they're really pushing you for Eververse, I, I don't really remember that. Was, right, was it I'll, I'll worse you, at some point? Yeah, it definitely was worse. But I'll give you an example. So with Shadowkeep, there was essentially, I believe there was only one exotic ship released. And it looks like the, what's what's, what's the, the Red Keep? It's kind of like that kind of like Hive-y Red Keep style, the one ship. Right. Locked behind Eververse. Yeah. Well, again, it's a ship, right? Like it's sort of... But still, uh... that should be from the raid or from the dungeon. Which we haven't even talked about dungeons. Dungeons are three man activity. <laughs> three man raid Yeah, man, we're, we're we're literally almost at the hour I mark, know, and we're I know. just entering the last year of Destiny. All right, you know what? We're we're kind of we're expediting the process because we are almost an hour in here. Thank you for keeping us on task. So I'm sure we've missed a lot of stuff, but essentially we like the game now. We dig it. We're kind of we're kind of mm-hmm. bored of it directly at the moment we're kind of moving yeah. on to other games we're in that lull right before like we got on we got our titles whatever we finished off the season and essentially we i i can say the game is in a pretty good spot right now with with the release of beyond light coming yeah I, i'm curious to see what their their changes are going to be because at this point it isn't like there isn't anything that's blatantly standing out to be like oh fuck this needs to be fixed but I'm sure, but there's stuff like, I'm sure I'm used to right now that when they do, quote, fix it, I'll be like, oh my god, how did I ever live like that? But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Beyond Light, a new class, uh, two new worlds. Oh, sorry, that reminds me, actually. I wanted to talk about one quick thing before we finish here. Do you, can I take one moment? No, we here? have, we, there's still things we're talking about. We I have just, to be done in 10 seconds. I, I just, I just jumped a, a for, forward a little bit because we were lollygagging. Okay, so... One of the things I've noticed is is that uh, with all the media and stuff they're releasing about um, Beyond Light, is it's entirely Europa focused. 
So here's my hope. Here's my hope and here's my dream. Now we all know the Cosmodrome is coming. That couldn't be hidden. Like that couldn't be like a secret. Well, they've, like they've said it. Yeah, yeah, they've said it. They like that's coming. But I hope that it's all this all this stuff with like uh, Erasmus, I think is the Aramis. The uh Aramis, yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh fallen uh house thing. The sta- Anyways. The, sta- the stasis lady guy. <laughs> yeah, my the brain just shut the down there fallen, for a sec, yeah, guys. Yeah. So they've been focusing on her. And what I hope it is, is that wraps up at the end of Europa. And then when we go to the Cosmodrome, we finally see the thing that Destiny needs to do. A new race of enemies. And not a reskin of the Vex. It's the Vex, but they've got moss. It's the Taken or it's the Fallen, but they're Taken looking. Like, give us something that moves new, that looks new, that has distinctly new models. That, that to me right now is my big hope for Beyond Light is... Can we please see a new enemy type? And if we don't, I'll still enjoy it. But I'm gonna say like I'll uh, my my uh, excitement is at 100 right now. It'll have dropped down to about like a 60. It'll be like, oh yeah, this is still a destiny. It's fine. It's fun. Let's do the storylines and quests and ooh, new class. But like, I am so tired of shooting fallen and only fallen and vex and cabal and taken. Like you know, these sort of like there's nothing there's nothing new. And I feel that one of the destiny's biggest problems right now is that it's always seems to be in a holding pattern like it always seems to be kind of like oh pyramids are coming oh savathun okay cool you've been talking about them for like four years now can we you know do something new i i feel it needs a brand new content not just in the sense of like a new storyline europa the fallen are up to new shenanigans and then cosmodrome but it needs to have some new like enemy type a, 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 it needs to move forward i find i find right now destiny is has been uh treading water a little bit for the last couple of years in that relation only mechanics wise and gameplay still super fun and i love playing it i just feel that content wise they need to come up with like something new with a capital n <sighs> got that off yeah chest. i dude i 100 agree with you we've had these goddamn pyramid ships teased for since the end of vanilla destiny 2 really I think, yeah. Actually, you know what? I think well, on the even... install screen on the install screen of Destiny One, I think that they showed the pyramid ships. Like when you're installing the game in Destiny One, I believe uh, I, 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 that's so long ago I couldn't remember, but I'll I'll take your word for it. But even if it was just from start Destiny Two, like and Sabathun, Sabathun's been hinted at forever, and like I remember even just straight up name checks started happening in like the start of Destiny Two, and it's been three three years. Yeah, come on, man, Let's get on with it. Get yeah. here or don't. Well, I mean, Sabathun's gonna be hive but as you said i definitely hope there's gonna be a new a new enemy type like they've they've teased these pyramid things and there's also there's been concept art as well of like there's the veil five races. i think they're yeah, called the veil. The veil. thank yeah. you yeah. i'm yeah. so glad you jumped in there because i was trying to remember what they were called so yeah they're kind of like a smoky wispy guys and you see the statue at the oh, end of the yeah. sh- <laughs> what they get high yo they're smoky go on that that was like a sexual oh yeah like because of statue what getting what? high can't be sexual for you well i mean that's a that's a different podcast but all right 1950s dad keep going oh uh, so yeah so there's the statue of the veil at the end of the shadow keep final mission when you like go on the pyramid ship and you're that that architecture is really cool that kind of like mm-hmm. angular kind of i don't even know what to describe it as it's almost like romanesque but like angular i don't know so yeah so they really need a new enemy that has new mechanics that has new like hit boxes like a, mm-hmm. give me like a different shaped enemy and give me more 
goddamn flying enemies. Like, I, there's, like, yeah. almost no flying enemies in Destiny. Like, they fly up in the air, but I'm talking about, like, swooping enemies, you know what I mean? Like, well, b- birdie-type things. You touch on something I, I right there. This is also not only just give me new enemies, give me something that isn't a humanoid bipedal race. Yeah. Give me something that has, like, you know, they're insects, they're worms, who knows? They're, they're jellyfish that float. Like, something that, like, you can still stick to things that we understand as human beings because this is what we're exposed to in our knowledge of evolution and animals and how things are supposed to live. But just, like, oh, two arms, two legs, and a head? Come on, man. Like, even... Like they, you know they oh. have talented artists there concept artists that are just probably churning out crazy designs Mm -hmm. but it's just like but then you have to also i get it too because it's like if you all of a sudden introduce a new enemy into the into the game it's like where has their lore been for the past six years you know what i mean well i think they covered that by having them like oh we've been asleep on the edge of the galaxy like that's kind of what they well actually they stole it entirely from mass effect Yep, that's right. Destiny ripped off Mass Effect. Which so I'm sure probably ripped off a million other things. Nope, but. Mass Effect's 100% original idea all the way through and not a weird combination of Star Trek and Star Wars. Go on. We're fighting um, now. <laughs> friendship over. <laughs> Sam is no longer friends with Andrew. Sam is friends with Mass Effect now. The, the, the X's? <laughs> the shaking hands. Me shaking hands with, I don't know, Garrus? Yeah, it'd be Garrus. He's all right. I think I think it's pretty safe to say we're excited about Beyond Light. I yep. am personally. I'm, yep. I'm looking I'm forward super, to it. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. The I mean, no matter what, I feel like I don't know if it's going to be on the level of like a Taken King or a Forsaken. I don't think the game is in a spot where it necessarily needs a Taken King or a Forsaken, where it's like like this franchise is about to die like it's definitely on the back burners like a lot of content creators now i see on youtube like a lot of people are playing like among us like genshin impact like there's a bunch of stuff going on where everybody's kind of like in this holding pattern yeah so it'll i hope i want it to be good like i want it to be a great amount of content i want the raid to be great and i hope it's not too addictive because i really want to play cyberpunk Oh, uh, I'll say right now, I am looking forward to Destiny. I love it. A week and a half later, I'll be like, Peace, Destiny, because that's what we used to say back in the 90s. It was something we did. Um, Cyberpunk, I'm definitely like 100% like, oh, I can't wait for that game. But I am looking forward to Beyond Light, and I'm hoping it's somewhere on the level of like a uh, Forsaken. I feel like we're going to get two new levels, uh, two new worlds, areas, open worlds, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, We're going to get a storyline, a chunky destinations. Thank you. Like, well, we'll get a chunky, des- uh, chunky destination. What the hell does that mean? Chunky storyline. Oh my god, my brain's shutting down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Beyond Light. Absolutely. I, I and right now it's not. I don't like turning on Destiny right now because I am just so at a wall with it. I'm looking forward to new content, but it's not like There's in a position where. Yeah, it's not though like in a position where it was like in the first year where it was like I don't want to turn on Destiny because this game kind of sucks. It's like I don't want to turn on Destiny because there's nothing to do. And Division Two, still great. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I love it. It's still great. Uh, and No Man's Sky or scratching whatever itches I need in those sort of areas. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. no. I, hopefully, it'll be good. So to wrap things up, I wanted to ask you, what mm. is your? I know this is a broad question. What is your favorite thing? Like, what is your favorite thing or moment or over? Like, what is your favorite thing about Destiny that you've? That's well, I'm going to answer that as two questions. What is my favorite thing in Destiny? Bones of Eow. 
that thing's got to come back. I love that as a hunter, being able to quad jump it's was. It's never coming back. It's got to come back. Luke Smith, if you're listening, make it happen. God damn you. Oh, I should have. God damn you. Uh, God bless you. Anyways, so if you want to talk purely a thing, bones me out. So in broad strokes, I'm going to say the hanging out with friends, you, Mr. P. And others, uh, you know, running strikes and stuff. I like the flow of the game. That's the thing. But if you want to talk my favorite moment, and this is going to be a weird moment to pick as a favorite moment. My favorite moment was we were, for a little backstory, uh, Andrew and I worked nights. And uh, we came home and we did a couple strikes <laughs> and we did the strike. You know what I'm going to talk about. The strike, uh, uh, was it uh, Axer's Prison or something like that on Earth in Destiny 1? And I love playing Destiny so much that I was so into it that I literally was just like, my body went, Sam, you need to sleep now. And I fell asleep at the final boss fight. And I remember for just like 10 seconds walking into a wall. Like, I was like, honestly, I remember I looked at you being like, why is this guy just walking into the wall? I'm like, Sam. Yo, Sam. You're like, what? Oh, <laughs> like, man, I was sleeping. <laughs> I, it, it, it's, I was so tired. It was, it was, uh, it was it, but to me in a broad stroke, that to me is what I find is Destiny. Destiny is like the constant... You want to just keep playing because there's always something else to do. And when the game is at that point, I think that is what makes Destiny great. How about you? You don't see your favorite moment or thing. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, I've mentioned a few That's... of my favorite moments over the years. Like, you know, there's, mm. we, we talked about taking down Skull Off. Oh, that, that was, we could choose was... more than one. All right. Good to know for next time. Well, honorable mention. Um, as far as just, like, straight up just game play wise, I remember. Um, at the end of Destiny 1, they kind of brought back all the old raids at the current light level. They kind of fixed them up a little bit, yada, yada, yada. They did a bit of a redux on all the raids. And I was doing, and then they rotated like the kind of feature raid per week. So I was doing the feature raid. Uh, I believe it was Wrath of the Machine with five other dudes. And we just beat this thing so quickly. And then these guys were just super chill, whatever. And they're like, hey, like, do you want to, you guys want to do Vault of Glass? I'm like, yeah, let's do Vault of Glass. So then same six dudes, we all did Vault of Glass again. And then we just banged that out one shot. Same thing. Like, hey, you want to do Crota? Hey, like we did, we ended up doing all the raids. It took us like, I don't know, like two and a half hours, like not even that long. Oh, wow. That's fast. Four raids. Yeah. We literally, it was just like four, it, like you randomly just, we just got, you got together six people who were all the same kind of like level of not just skill, but just knowledge. You know what I mean? Like everybody mm -hmm. just knew the raids. Everybody knew what to do. You just didn't die and you just executed the mechanics. And then it's just one of those things where it's like, I played with these guys for two and a half hours. We all got along. We all shot the shit, had some laughs. And then at the end, you're just kind of like, you know, ships passing in the night. Everybody says, thank you, GGs. And you're just kind of go about your day. So I'd say that's one of my favorite um, moments. As I said, there's probably skull loss as well. Yep. You know, there's, there's, seeing there there was you know doing riven the first time in uh prophecy in, finishing it the first time was a lot of fun that was an experience i was like that was a great dungeon so that was our first blind no that we did all the dungeons blind actually that was that I was a so, really yeah. fun that was a really really fun experience with mr p prophecy uh, is probably right now for me destiny's best content that's kind of like it's, it's like there. a raid but it's not as long as a raid like I mean, right now is in what's active. I'm ignoring stuff that's been taken away or we like in Disney World. We should do prophecy one more time. I think yeah. you and Mr. P just before because it's it's going away for a bit. I know once they do the the Beyond Light, we should. Oh, do it's like, really going away. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, we should do it for uh for sake before um we should do sure. like a whisper and then that one day just take us like an hour or whatever, maybe an hour and a half. But then my favorite thing about the game 
Uh, overall, as I said, you and I, we started as, you know, work buddies and it, wow. it like there's nobody else that I could just like there's been days where we've literally spent like 12 hours playing oh, Destiny yeah. or whatever, or like 10 hours playing Destiny. And there's like really nobody else that I can just like literally sit there and shoot this. Sh- like, like, look at this right now. We're at an hour and 12 minutes. Like, I can't shoot the shit with like anybody else for that long and have it be like, like, you know what I mean? There's almost never a time where it's just like silence unless we're like going through gear and like muttering mm. to ourselves. But yeah, yeah but so, even like, though that's not on the scale of Division 2, Division 2 crazy game. Oh yeah, division two or division is uh, the the muttering of most mutterings while going through gear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just definitely like the community, like the like the hangout with like you specifically, hanging out with Mister P. You know, other times I've like played with other people I know IRL. I don't want to name them here. For it is a social reasons. game, and for us, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then, like there's times too, like we're like we've played, and it's like like we're, like it's kind of sec- it's almost secondary to just like whatever, just shooting the shit. So at the end of the day, it's like. I never had that before. Like, to me, video gaming had always been a very much either a solo thing where it's like I have my headphones on, I'm playing by myself, or, like, I'm playing couch couch co-op with somebody beside me, or, like, whatever, I'm just playing, like, an online shooter against randoms online. Like, Destiny 100% is the first game, my first, like, social game, if you want to call it that. And there's been times where that's been really valuable. Like, you know, we live in in, um, Canada, it gets cold in the winter time sometimes mm. you know it's fucking saturday night it's like minus 30 outside you don't want to even like go to the bar or anything so you just fucking you know just stay stay at home and you just shoot the shit with a few other friends like be it playing destiny or, or a, you know a different game and it helps like over quarantine we did a whole episode on it 100 like, you know, having those social interactions helps so it, it was definitely I, I appreciate the game especially for the social connections i've made with people and like even like Mr. P like definitely became better friends with him like through like playing mm-hmm. video games and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just yeah, so that's probably my favorite thing about the about the franchise is is just the amount of time and quality time with friends and you know even just random encounters I've had. That sounded slightly inappropriate, but <laughs> uh, I think we all understood what you meant. But yeah, oh, um, that was our deep dive. I mean, I feel like we still could have gone like way deeper. On, like, I feel like we so just did like part things. one. Like that was the skipping. Okay, now we're going to get into the deep. Okay, so the we didn't even touch Crucible really, which is oh yeah, we didn't even talk about PvP. We we are we enjoy it. We're better right, than well, at least average, we have a topic for next week's podcast. You know what? We'll do. How about this? We'll do a Beyond Light review, and then also current state of Crucible and Destiny. <laughs> Well, not maybe not next episode, but once Beyond Light comes out and settles in, we'll definitely do like a Beyond Light. Yeah, we'll also go once like we gotta do like a Cyberpunk episode too. So it'll be mm-hmm. playing as a Nomad. All right. No, I'm just uh, I'm choosing the Nomad path when I do Cyberpunk. I made that decision today. I didn't even know about this. So all right. Well, that's it'll be a surprise for you. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks to all the listeners. Have a good day, y'all. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Buffs and Nerfs podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the Mind Refinery channel and follow us across all social media platforms. 